Hello, and welcome to another edition of Medicare Simplified with your host, Dave Miller. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Medicare Simplified with me, your host, Dave Miller. Today, we're going to look at part two of a four-part series. We're going to look at Medicare Advantage and Medicare Advantage prescription drug. Now, Medicare Advantage is where you have parts A and B combined, making part C with no drug plan. And then you have Medicare Advantage prescription drug. That's where you combine parts A, B, C, and D together in one nice little package, covering your hospital, doctors, drugs, everything, including value-added benefits, which you also get with Medicare Advantage. So let's say we start out with just Medicare Advantage. You must have part A and B for both of these plans, because without that, you can't enroll in anything. You're guarantee accepted in both Medicare Advantage and Medicare Advantage prescription drug. You don't have to worry about when you enroll or if you delayed enrollment, anything like that. You can even have kidney failure, cancer. It doesn't matter. As long as you have parts A and B and pay your premiums, you're guarantee accepted. Most PPOs do not require referrals. In fact, I don't know too many that do. HMOs, some will and some won't require referrals. It all depends on the company and how the plan is set up. Some companies even offer nationwide coverage for both Medicare Advantage and Medicare Advantage prescription drug. So, for example, if company A is in every state across the country and you have a nationwide plan, no matter where you live, when you travel, as long as that company has a contract with Medicare and works with that company, you're covered in network. It's great. Now, some Medicare Advantage and Medicare Advantage prescription drug plans come with a Part B buyback, which means it reduces your Part B premium by a certain amount of dollars every month. This is great for people who don't need a lot of medical attention, don't have a lot of chronic problems such as diabetes, heart issues, lung issues, because the co-pays will be a little higher. Look, you're not going to get something for nothing and a discount on Part B without having to pay the price someplace. So they get you on the co-pays. But if you're in good health and you want to save a little money, this is a great option for you. And we're going to look into all these things in just a few minutes. Every one of these, like I said earlier, comes with value-added benefits. Dental, vision, hearing, over-the-counter products, gym memberships. There's so much more. And we're going to cover that in the next podcast when we go over nothing but value-added benefits. Now, Medicare Advantage plans, there are several different types. By law, every Medicare Advantage plan, no matter what it is, has to cover everything Medicare covers. The difference is what they call a cost share. This is what makes them different. For example, the most popular Medicare Advantage plans are Preferred Provider Organization, Health Maintenance Organization, Health Maintenance Organization Point of Sale, or POS, Medicare Savings Account, and Private Fee for Services, or PFFS. So let's take a brief look at what each of these consist of. The Preferred Provider Organization is very popular, and it's growing in popularity every year. You rarely, if ever, need referrals to see a specialist, something I personally think is a good and bad option right there. You can go out of network with a PPO, you'll have a slightly higher copay. With an HMO, if you go out of network, you'll have considerably more cost share. 
And if you try to get some reimbursement, the most you'll get reimbursed is what Medicare authorizes for those charges. It's still a very good option, but you are going to have to stay in your network to get the most benefit out of it. A health maintenance organization point of sale is something new to Pennsylvania. It combines the characteristics of an HMO and PPO. The POS point of sale is based on a managed care foundation, meaning lower medical costs in exchange for more limited choice. The primary care can make referrals out of network, but with a lesser compensation and you have to make up the difference, in which case you have to go find the paperwork, file it with Medicare, and even then you're only going to get reimbursed what the Medicare authorized amount is. MSAs are another good option but they're quite complicated. One, you have to buy a separate drug plan, no big deal. But then you also have to open up a bank account with the company they have an agreement with. And they put money into that account to help you reach your deductible. But if you have a $5,000 deductible, they'll put $3,000 in for my example. And when you get your bill in the mail from the company, not the provider, do not pay the bill from the provider, pay the bill from the company which you signed up with. Because you see, if you pay the provider's bill, it may not be consistent with what Medicare charges and you will lose money. Wait for the bill from your company and pay the amount that they say to pay. You'll be fine. Don't worry. Because the process of adjudication takes some time and it has to go through certain checks and balances. This way you'll get the most for your money and they can track how much you've actually paid out. Once you've used all 3,000, the next 2,000 come out of your pocket. You get to that deductible, you pay nothing the rest of the year. But what happens if you don't use all that money? It rolls over to the following year. So now you're seeing the value of a Medicare savings account. So let's say you get your 3,000 and you burned 1,000 of it. That's 2,000 left over. Well, the year comes around. And now they put another $3,000 in. Now you got $5,000 to pay a $5,000 deductible. You're not going to pay anything for your medical. You could go in the hospital. You can go see all these doctors. And because you've got five grand to cover your deductible, you can go through that whole year without paying a dime out of pocket except for your prescription drugs. And that is sweet. Now, let's say you burn $3,000 that year. Well, you got 2000 left over the following year. They put another three grand in and the process repeats itself. So you see how this can be beneficial, but it can also be a drawback because the first year, if you have a bad year, you're going to need to have some money set aside to cover the rest of your deductible. And the same for the following year until you can bankroll some money. So Medicare savings accounts can be a pro and a con. I would not recommend them unless you have a fair amount of savings you can put aside and forget about just in case you do need to reach that deductible before you have accumulated a decent amount in your MSA checking account. Also, providers must sign paperwork agreeing to the terms of service. Once they do that, you're fine. But the drawback is if they're a little antsy about how slow it is to get reimbursed for services, they can drop out, which means you can't use that facility because they won't accept your insurance. You got to pay out of pocket, go through a reimbursement process with your MSA. It gets ugly and it takes time again. So think hard before getting into an MSA. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it is quite complicated and it can get expensive. 
You also don't get any value-added benefits with an MSA, such as dental, vision, and hearing. But you can use a portion of that money to cover your dentist bill or maybe some eyeglasses or if you need an eye infection. But remember, that part will not count towards your deductible. Only medical stuff will count towards your deductible. Vision, hearing, eyes does not count towards your deductible, but it is authorized to use that money for that. Again, get with an agent one-on-one -on -one and make sure you thoroughly understand everything. And I do mean everything before you sign up for an MSA. Now, a private fee for service is also another option. It's basically the same thing as what basic Medicare, if you had only A and B, it's because that's also a private fee for service. You will need to get the provider to sign paperwork each and every time you see them. Again, it's for the terms of service agreement. Doctors can refuse it and opt out on the spot, leaving you hanging for the bill. And again, reimbursement is possible, but again, it's tying up your money and it's just a pain in the neck. And that's again, why a lot of companies do not sell a PFFS anymore. In the beginning, when Medicare Advantage first came out, it was popular because there weren't many options. Today, there are several options and PFFS, they still work in some areas, but personally, it's not one of my favorites to work with. Now, getting back to basics on Medicare Advantage only, MA, A, B, and C, that's all it is. There's no drug plan here. You cannot get a drug plan on an MA only plan with the exception of Medicare savings account. This plan is good for people who are veterans and have VA benefits, for example, or let's say you've gone a long time without a drug plan. You don't want to get one because of the penalty, which we discussed in a previous edition called the penalty box. If you missed that one, it's still available. Go ahead and check it out. But if you're on an MA only plan and you never had a drug plan, hopefully you had a pharmaceutical assistance program because that will get you by. Also, it will avoid the penalty. But if you don't have a drug plan, you're not planning on getting one and you're able to get your prescriptions without too much out of pocket, this is the way to go to avoid the penalty. MA plans come loaded with value-added benefits. Some of them will even come with a Part B buyback. If you could get a Part D penalty, think about it before you sign up on an MAPD. Have your agent calculate what that penalty will be. There are some ways to reduce it or get it exonerated, it's not likely you'll get it completely wiped out, but maybe they will reduce it for you. I have seen that happen with a few of my clients. Then we have Medicare Advantage prescription drug, which is basically everything you need. A, B, C, and a drug plan, value-added benefits, dental benefits, hearing benefits, vision benefits. It's a complete package, over-the-counter catalogs on both MA and MAPD fantastic program and low to no premiums co-pays across the board for most services. But if you do some shopping and looking around and talk to an independent agent like myself, we will help you find the right plan for you. Medigap and Medicare Advantage are both fantastic, but each person has their own concerns, needs, and budget. Husband and wife don't need to both be on the same plan. One could be on Medigap, one could be on Medicare Advantage. I have several families like that. A zero premium plan may be great for your husband, but if the wife has issues or vice versa, then maybe one with a small premium would be better. Just because you're married doesn't mean you have to have the exact same plan or even the same company for that matter. 
Medicare Advantage has unique plans called DSNP and CSNP. These are special need programs. A DSNP is a plan that covers needs of people who have Medicare and medical assistance through the state. In Pennsylvania, it's called Medicaid. Other states have it by Medicaid or some other type of name. These plans come with no premium. And if they're a DSNP, meaning Medicare and Medicaid combined, they will have no co-pays because these people are living on practically nothing. They will come with enhanced value-added benefits to give them more quality of life, but also ensure that they can get dental, vision, hearing, and be able to live at least a healthy life and be able to just get a little help from the company for food or other products like that. A CSNP is a chronic illness special needs plan. There may and may not be some income requirements, but there are medical requirements. For example, the company will decide which chronic illnesses they will cover under their CSNP. Diabetes is usually one of them that's covered on all CSNPs. Heart issues, lung issues are usually covered under these CSNPs. They have decent co-pays. They come with a tier six formulary in some cases, in which case for a diabetic, drugs like metformin and other things will be covered at no co-pays. Some drugs for heart and lung issues could be covered for no copay or very low copays com compared to a non-CSNP plan. So you wanna look to see if you have any of those in your area, what chronic illnesses they cover, and make sure your doctors and drugs are all covered as well. Just because they say, yeah, we cover your doctors doesn't mean yours are in network. Please verify all your doctors are in network, all your drugs are covered in the formulary, no matter which MA plan you go with. Any Medicare Advantage plan or Medicare Advantage prescription drug plan, always check your doctors and prescription drugs to make sure they are covered by the plan. Too many times I hear, yeah, we cover your doctors and half the doctors aren't in there. Look them up, call them before you enroll. The best advice I can give you on any plan you sign up on. When it comes to choosing a Medicare Advantage or Medicare Advantage prescription drug plan, if you go to my website, MIG, the number four, the letter U.net, click on the Knowledge Center. And on the first row, three over, you'll see Compare Advantage Plans. This is a spreadsheet I came up with to help you decide which plan is going to be best for you both financially, as well as with the value-added benefits. Any numbers that are in green are where you would put in data. For example, you'll see on the left side, there's a list of services. And then there's a column called quantity. In here, you'd put like one specialist visit, one x-ray, one MRI. And this is how you can determine what your year is going to be like ahead of time. Then you'll notice there are three columns that have company, 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 plan name across the board. In the green areas, you put in the co-pays for each plan you want to compare. And then through the quantity column, the math will be done for you. And that'll be right next to the co-pays. And then you scroll down and you can see how much money you would have spent for premium and co-pays throughout the year and find the plan that matches your budget. Then on the bottom, you'll see I have a part there for your prescription drugs. I tier, punch in how many drugs you have per tier. If it's a 30-day or 90-day refill, punch in the co-pays and calculate your drugs for the year. Then you'll notice there's another tab on the bottom. 
and you click on that tab and this is where you can compare like dental vision hearing i didn't put all of the value-added benefits in there because i don't know if they're different by state so add them in if you need to and compare them this way you can get a good overall picture of which Medicare Advantage plan would best suit your needs and concerns and stay in your budget. Why get a plan you can't afford? Let's look at a few advantages. Guarantee acceptance, the most wonderful thing ever. Because if you recall Medigap, you only have that guarantee acceptance when you first join Medicare. With Medicare Advantage, you can join anytime you want. And the CARES Act in 2020 made it possible for people with end-stage renal disease to not only be able to change companies and plans, whereas before they could only change plans within the company they were with. Now they have more freedom of choice. Low to no premiums. Nationwide networks are nice in some plans because as long as that company is in that state, regardless of the name of your plan and where you're from, you'll still be treated in network copays, not out of network. And we'll discuss more of that with... Ashley Mountain, when we talk about designing Medicare plans. It pays your Part A and B deductibles. You don't have to worry about them. If you recall with Medigap, you still have to pay your Part B deductible, but Medicare Advantage wipes that clean out. You don't have to worry about it. And in most cases with MAPD, you get your drug plan. A few drawbacks. HMOs and PPOs are network-based. The doctor has to be a network. Bill pays for the majority of services. Sometimes the primary care is zero or five bucks. Same thing with blood work. Preventive services across the board, MAPD, MA, and Medigap. Zero copay. That is a law. You cannot be charged for a normal annual wellness visit. Uh, ladies, pap smear, mammogram, guys, prostate check, flu shot, pneumonia shot, influenza shot. These are all preventive services and more but there is no copay. They cannot charge you a copay. In some cases, if the ladies need an enhanced mammogram for one reason or another, there may be a copay for that. Talk with your company that you signed up with and see what they say. Some places have deductibles for certain services. Now, this hasn't happened in PA for a couple of years, but there were plans out there that, for example, advanced imaging, ambulance ride, outpatient services, you had to meet, for example, a $1,000 deductible before you could pay the copays. Avoid those plans. I don't care how healthy you are. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. If it has a deductible for certain uh, services, avoid the plan altogether. It's not worth paying that deductible. It's ridiculous. I hate deductibles. You can't avoid them on Medigap, but still, that's reasonable for what you get. But in this case, avoid a plan that has a deductible. Some HMOs still require referrals. Can't get away from it, but referrals, like I said earlier, aren't necessarily a bad thing. For example, if you have a couple of chronic conditions or one chronic condition and maybe something else that's minor, by referrals, it ensures that the two doctors are talking to each other on your medications. The last thing you wanna do is if you have a heart condition and you go to another doctor that doesn't know that or doesn't have a history of your medications, and he prescribes something for you, it could react negatively towards the heart medication you're taking. Referrals can be a good thing, but they are a pain in the butt and they take time. So all I can say is use your best judgment. And even if you don't need a referral, make sure whoever you see does know about all your medications you take to make sure you avoid getting a prescription from that doctor for something you need.
Now, I have prepared a top 10 list of things to consider, as well as pros and cons. For example, the Part A and B deductibles are covered in full. You don't have to deal with it. Medicare Advantage, low to no premiums. They could range anywhere from zero to 100 plus a month. But I don't really see how a $100 Medicare Advantage plan is worth the money. You might as well go Medigap. So look at the lower premium plans. Some could come with a nationwide network. So if you like to travel or snowbird, again, I would say always call the company you sign up with and let them know when you're going on vacation. If you're flying or driving, so they know if you're driving and you have an incident on your way there, they know, okay, he's driving down. So this is a legitimate charge. It helps with processing and ensures there's no fraud going on. While you're in, say, Florida or Texas or South Carolina and you're there for two weeks, let them know that because if something happens to you and you need to go to urgent care or a hospital, they will know it's a legitimate charge because they'll annotate a little note in your records and everything will go through smoothly. You are covered for emergency services if you're not on a nationwide plan, no matter where you are. Urgent care, emergency room, emergency hospitalization will be covered in network no matter where you are if you're not on a nationwide network. Another good thing to know. Do all your doctors and prescription drugs fall in their formulary and their list of providers? Key thing, people, number one to check before you sign on the dotted line. And how many drugstores in your area are on preferred status? The companies now have special contract with certain stores. For example, ABC is a preferred pharmacy. So you have no copay for your generic drugs. But company MNO is a standard pharmacy. So now you go pay $5 for a tier one, maybe $15 for tier two. Make sure you have a preferred pharmacy close to home so you can get the benefit of zero copays and lower copays for your prescription drugs. Now things to look at in the company itself. What's their star rating? Are they a proven commodity for life at a company? How long has that company been in your area, in your state? Do they have a good track record? Look at the star ratings again. Look at some reviews. Talk to your friends. It's always good to get a good rounded idea of what the company is like to make sure you're signing up with a company that's going to be able to take care of you. Good member service is a key. When you have an issue, a question, you want to be on hold and talk to somebody that doesn't understand what you're talking about or they give you a generic answer that doesn't really answer, make sure the member services are solid and they give you good answers and you're not having to call back three or four times. Very key point for myself. Does the premium match the co-pays? Here's my example. Let's say you got a Medicare Advantage plan, $50 a month, and it's a $5 copay for your primary care and a $25 copay for a specialist, and you get $400 inpatient hospital stay, not per day, per day. Well, there's a $25 plan that says no copay for your primary doctor, and a specialist is only $20, and it has a $250 per admission copay for a hospital visit. Why did you want to look at that $50 plan? Just because the plan has a higher premium does not mean it's a better plan. It just means you're going to pay more money per month. So look at those premiums really hard. And if you go back to my spreadsheet real quick, you'll notice where I have inpatient hospital stay, 
One has per day, one has per admission. Make sure you put in the proper copay. And if it's a per day, I suggest using the maximum number of days to get a good idea how much that copay could cost you. Where it's per admission, you could be in there one day, three days, 15 days, and you're only paying per admission copay. And that does cover everything while you're in there. The only thing it doesn't cover, well, actually it does cover everything because it covers your food. You even get cable TV in some cases. <laughs> so you're golden. Make sure you look at that hard. I don't like the per day copay. I like the per stay or per admission copay. I hope this has been helpful. Please leave comments, email me questions if you like. And please, by all means, share my podcast with your friends or people you know at work or someone you know that's getting ready to start Medicare. And again, I am very reachable at Dave at MIG, the number four, the letter U.net. Go to my website, MIG for U.net. Go through the Knowledge Center. Check out some of the links on Social Security, Medicare. And if you're a veteran, thank you for your service. Check out a few links I have there just for you. Now, the next podcast is going to be about value-added benefits. You don't want to miss that one. But the best part is coming up after that. A very good interview with Tom Kennedy, a man who's got over 20 years in the Medicare business. Very knowledgeable. He's going to help us decide which way to go, Medicare Advantage or Medigap. And then I was lucky enough also to get an interview with Ashley Mountain from Highmark. She's going to tell us how Medicare Advantage plans are created why is the PPO XYZ in Franklin County, but it's not in Cumberland County? I'm using PA counties, by the way. Why is the copays higher in Franklin County and lower in Dolphin County? And it's the same plan. We're going to learn about why that is when we talk to Ashley. And that'll be coming up again. So what you have coming up is value-added benefits. Then we're going to have that interview with Tom Kennedy and then the interview with Ashley Mountain. So make sure you click the follow button. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. And I appreciate your time. I hope you found this podcast useful and informative. And I look forward to speaking with you again as we continue our journey in the world of Medicare. Have a great day. If you've enjoyed this podcast and don't want to miss future episodes of Medicare Simplified with me, Dave Miller, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out my book, Medicare Ready, Set, Go available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle format. If you're looking for Medicare advice, please reach out to me at dave at mig, the number four, the letter U, dot net, or online at mig, the number four, the letter U, dot net.